Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Hey, thanks a lot for tuning in. It is 12.33. My name is Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. Today we just had Bob on from Cologne, Germany. He talked about their hotel being really close to that incredible cathedral in Cologne, if, if you didn't already know about it, but or if, you, if you've been on social media the last day, I'm sure you've seen Oilers uh, players and uh, PR people and, and, you know, Bob and Jack over there tweeting out some pictures of it. Pretty impressive facility. Uh, and Bob was talking about the construction of it. And John texting in, he says, Reed, I heard Brian Hall covered the news story when they opened the cathedral 800 years ago. Oh, my, John. Oh, my, indeed. Brian Hall is a legend, and so is the guy behind this voice. Pekka stealing the puck, killing some time. They have time to kill now, folks. Time to kill now. Overtime, power play, Carolina. Moving out. Brendamore at the far side. That's broken. Here's a break. And as Pisani scores, a short-handed goal for Pisani. Well, you all remember that. One of many Edmonton Oilers highlights the great Bob Cole called over the years. Uh, it was announced a few days ago this will be Bob Cole's 50th and final season working on uh, Hockey Night in Canada. He will do 10 games in the first half of uh, the season and then hang up the microphone. And I'm pleased to welcome to Oilers now a gentleman who spent many years working with Mr. Cole on Hockey Night in Canada. It is Sportsnet's John Shannon. John, you're on with Reed today. How are you doing? Great, Reed. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's uh, great to talk to you. I got to see you briefly in Red Deer uh, just before I hopped on air, so we didn't get to talk very long, so it's great to have you on the show. Uh, But I I wanted to get that Bob Cole clip in. Obviously, a guy you would have got to know uh, pretty well over the years and, and a voice for... You know, I think people, you know, I'm in my 40s. He, he's he's the soundtrack of hockey, especially playoff hockey in this country. John, do we have you? All right. Well, we're going to check that connection. Brennan will uh, check if we got him there, Brennan, because I don't think he could hear me or I couldn't uh, hear him. We will uh, figure that out for you. Uh, but, yeah, Bob Cole will do 10 games this season, and then he will uh, he will be done. He'll be done calling games as the Oilers get ready for the Cologne Sharks on Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Of course, Leon Dreisaitl's father coaches the team, or Peter Dreisaitl coaches the Sharks. So Todd McClellan was asked after practice today, are, are you going to get some scouting help from Leon? I think that Leon and I should go for lunch and he better share the pre-scout. Um, I already told him if he screws this one up, he's in trouble. So <laughs> he should know all the, the tricks and the traits. All right. Well, having some fun with that for sure. As uh, that game will be 8 a.m. Wednesday morning, we'll have breakfast with the Oilers starting at 7 a.m. as we uh, count down to the start of the season. All right. Do we have Jan- John Shannon back? John, I think we lost you there for a second. Do we have you now? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, perfect. Uh, I was just teeing you up there for uh, some thoughts or memories about Bob Cole. The way I put it was for, uh, I think, a lot of people around my age, he was the soundtrack of playoff hockey in this country. 
No doubt about it. And, uh, I, 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 you know, the Tassani goal in 2006 was certainly a great call by Bob, but really the you know what, 1984, uh, there was a block, the greatest of uh, in his older time. I think, uh, I, John, I don't know if you can hear me. I'm going to put you back on hold. Uh, Brendan, we're going to have to check that connection one more time. As I don't, I mean, he's, he's breaking up a lot, so I don't think that's going out there very well. Hopefully we will get uh, John Shannon connected right away. Uh, he joins us every Monday here on Oilers Now. Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. One of the stories here is two German players going to play in their homeland. Obviously, Leon Dreisaitl getting a lot of attention, but don't forget about Toby Reeder, who the Oilers, well, they originally drafted him a few years ago, traded him away, brought him back this summer as a free agent. Bob's going to have a one-on-one with him later on. All right, John, we're, we're having bad luck today, buddy. I, I must be the bad luck charm for you coming on the show, but you were breaking up a little bit there. Let's uh, let's try this uh, one more time. Uh, give me give me a sense of what it was like to sort of, you know, work with Bob Cole, be around him uh, a lot, especially during those playoff runs. Well, I'll tell you what, Reed. there was nobody better. Uh, nobody understood the drama of hockey. Nobody understood the importance of an overtime goal. Nobody understood the difference between a first-period goal and a third-period goal than Bob Cole did. He, he was as dramatic as it gets. He was simple in, his, in what he did. And all he did was make every hockey fan sit on the edge of his seat and say, hey, I better listen. And that's what all of our jobs are supposed to be in this game. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. And didn't he start by didn't he send Foster Hewitt a tape or something like that? Well, in fact, what he did was uh, he walked into Foster Hewitt's station. Foster owned a station in Toronto, CKFH, which is now the Fan Five Ninety. Um, he walked into Foster's uh, station with a tape and uh, asked the receptionist if Mister Hewitt would was around, and she went and got him. And he sat down with Foster, and Foster turned the tape on right then and there, and. That's how it all began for Bob in many ways. You know, he was a, a legend in senior hockey in Newfoundland uh, and then got his first dip into NHL hockey in the late 60s uh, on CBC Radio uh, and then was the radio voice in 1972 of the Summit Series, uh, Reed. Uh, he did it on radio as Foster did it on television. So from then on and 50 years later, Bob Cole, I think, in so many ways, has been the soundtrack to the National Hockey League in Canada. And probably the best curler ever to do play-by-play in hockey? <laughs> uh, uh, what, I don't know. Mudrick might have something to say about that. Oh, good point, uh, yeah. But 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 been to the Briar twice, uh, and, and representing Newfoundland. And here here's here's the thing about Bob that uh, I, I think gets, uh, does it, people don't understand. Um, he is just as pure a person as you'll ever meet, as friendly, as humble, uh, as real, was an unbelievable father to his four children, uh, made sure that he was, even with a very uh, difficult schedule, never never left Newfoundland uh, like the rest of the world did for a job. He always stayed there, so commuted every week, still commutes every week from St. John's. 
uh, to do Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, th- th- this is a really special person. Uh, and he's as special in his own way as his play-by-play is. And that's what makes it fantastic in my mind to call him a friend and somebody we've been able to share with the country for so many years. Well said. John Shannon from Sportsnet joining us on Oilers now. First minute of the second period in Burn. SC Burn has just scored, so they are tied with the New Jersey Devils 1-1. Oilers in Cologne on Wednesday. I, I, I got to tell you, John, the, these games to me have a little bit of the element for the NHL teams where where you you're, you the, the res, you kind of get criticized regardless of the result. If you go and win eight nothing, you were supposed to blow them out. If it's close, or God forbid, you actually lose, then why didn't you win by more? Uh, how do you look at that? Well, I think you know when we look at where hockey's grown around the world, Reed. Um, the other countries are going to catch us at some point. They're, they're not going to beat us yet, but they're they're coming close. The Swiss have been very good for a few years, and heck, given Canada. Lots of tough times in international play, um, and uh, German hockey with the with the uh, elite league in its 25th year um, has really taken an upswing. And all you have to do is look at the Dreisaitl family as an example of that. Father Peter, who's going to coach Cologne on Wednesday, and and son Leon. Um, you know our game is great, and and as it's grown. It's because other countries have adopted some of the same philosophies that we have about the game. So I'm not really surprised about how things have happened over there. By the way, the Swiss League is a lot faster than the German League. Right. So I think New Jersey is going to have more trouble with Bern, I think, than the Oilers will have with Cologne. Yeah, that's. I think that's a that's a fair way to put it for sure. And uh, you know, I mentioned Peter Dreisaitl coaching Cologne. Rob Dom, former coach of the U of A, coaches the Islerhorn Roosters. Yeah. I, I had him on my evening show uh, in the summer because he comes back to Edmonton uh, every year. Well, so how, how about how, how about uh, how about uh, Ryan Jones? Yeah, and uh, Corey Potter and uh, Steve Pinizzati, uh, three f- former Oilers, are going to be probably in the lineup Wednesday against Edmonton. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, Pinizzato wasn't here uh, as long as the other two, but that is a pretty... Uh, well, you can't take it... He was an oiler. You can't take no, it he was. You're right. He was an oiler. And I know uh, uh, Sean Bell, who's now coaching uh, collegiately here at Edmonton, uh, played in Germany. Uh, Scott Lanko, uh, who's out in Vegreville, was uh, in Germany as a goalie yep. for several seasons. So you find ton of, tons of these connections that, that are pretty cool. You know, John, you're, you're heavily immersed, obviously, in the business side of the game, too, and, and all the broadcasting and everything. And I, I, I've had a lot of people say to me, uh, like, is this, is this worth it? Like, why do these teams go over there and their schedule's disrupted and they're only playing one game with, with points on the line? And I've kind of been like, well, I don't know. If, if LeBron was going to come play a game at Edmonton, you'd, you'd probably think that was pretty cool or, or the Patriots were going to come. I, I mean, that's, am I oversimplifying it or, or is that how you look at the whole, that, that side of getting these NHL stars and teams over there? Well, I mean, listen, I, I think uh, in, in the simplest of terms, um, and, and we saw this at the Olympic level and at the World Cup level uh, with the impact of guys like uh, Andre Kopitar, uh, who because of his, the, Slovenia wasn't going to have a team in the World Cup, so they decided to make a team that would allow Kopitar to play. Um, I, I think the same for a guy like Dreisaitl and for the Dreisaitl family and and uh, Tobias Reeder, I mean, they, they deserve a chance to go home and be proud of being in the National Hockey League, too. 
Um, and and so I, I think that these types of events uh, are 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 really important to making the National Hockey League the number one hockey brand in the world. Uh, and you know, I mean, we got the Barkov Line A Bowl in Helsinki coming up in November uh, with the with the two Finnish stars going home. I mean, I I think that's what this is all about. This is not just about you know, making sure that everybody in Edmonton's happy all the time. This is a world game now. <laughs> well, fair enough. But hey, we're in Edmonton, so we want to be happy all the time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I, you 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 deserve a chance to be happy based on last season. I I give you that. Well, um, yeah. But, there's but the game, but the game is bigger. The ba- the game. I'm a listen. I'm a proud Canadian, like you are, Reed. Uh, I don't think there's anybody prouder than you or me. Uh, but the game is bigger than Canada now. And 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 the, the the more the quicker we realize that, then it will make Canada's game even better, and it will make the brand even better, and that's important too. John, great to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to catch up with you a little bit. You'll be back on with Bob obviously every Monday throughout wow. the season. Have a great that, Thanksgiving. That, that's assuming that is assuming <laughs> that he doesn't get out of Oktoberfest. Because <laughs> I'm a little worried about Bob and Oktoberfest in Cologne. I I, I must admit I I'm worried. I hope he's okay by Wednesday's game, that's all. I'd be worried about Bob and a Red Bull fest or a Rockstar fest, given those energy drinks he likes to pound. Uh, John, Uh we'll talk to you again soon, man. All right, Reed, bye-bye. There's John Shannon from Sportsnet checking in on on, uh, Oilers now. I think Bob will be, uh, I think he'll be pretty safe at Oktoberfest. If if, if If it's unlimited energy drinks somewhere, then I would be, then I would be a little worried. I, th- I think he'll be fine abo- uh, avoiding the, the alcoholic beverages. 1247, you can text 63630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. Uh, pretty good weekend for the Edmonton Oil Kings. We'll get into that. We'll touch on some Eskimos news as well. We'll update you on some NHL notes that's coming up here on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Was this a Justin Timberlake riff? Oh, yeah. Well, different music than what I get on Inside Sports. Mine mine has much more guitar in it. May have to work some of that in throughout the week. 12.50, Reed Wilkins sitting in for Bob Stoffer. Thanks a lot for joining us. Tonight, Inside Sports from 6 to 7.30, Dave Campbell's going to sit in for me. And uh, from 7.30 to 8, Morley Scott and Jason Moss with the Eskimos. Coaches show an absolute stinker from the Eskimos on Saturday night, losing badly to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. New Jersey and SC Burn tied 1-1, six minutes into the second period. NL Central tiebreaker game, bottom of the sixth. The Brewers and the Cubs are tied 1-1. NHL Today, presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, you mentioned it, Reed. The Oilers making a couple minor transactions this morning, uh, trading Jakub Yerbeck to St. Louis for a 2020 six-round pick. He really never got going with the team during the preseason. He was outplayed by Garrison and Bear and Bouchard, among others. Pontus Aberg was claimed on waivers by the Anaheim. Ducks, but the news of the day, the Montreal Canadiens naming Shea Weber the 30th captain in franchise history. The 33-year-old replaces Max Pacioretty, who was shipped to the Golden Knights on September 10th. He underwent off-season surgery, though. He won't be back in the lineup until December at the earliest. His alternates this year will be Paul Byron and Edmonton native Brendan Gallagher. Weber, the first Canadian-born player to captain the Habs since Vincent Damfus from 96 to 99. 
Wow, Trump, it's been that long. Eh? Yeah, it's pretty hard to believe, actually. Saku Koivu had a pretty long run, though, didn't he? Toronto Maple Leafs have trimmed their roster to 23 players, placing goaltender Curtis McElhenney and uh, Calvin Pickard on waivers. So I guess Garrett Sparks is now the uh, de facto backup goaltender winning that job here in the preseason. They opened their season on Wednesday night against the Canadians, and they also traded uh, defenseman Connor Carrick to the Dallas Stars for a seventh-round pick in the 2019 draft. That does become a sixth-rounder if he plays 50 NHL games for the Stars this season. Elsewhere, former Edmonton Oiler Sam Gagne was placed on waivers by the Vancouver Canucks this morning. Washington Capitals forward Tom Wilson has been offered an in-person hearing for his check to the head of Blues forward Oscar Sundqvist. The date and time for this hearing is yet to be determined, but that means that he can be suspended for six or more games. Now, I think we all kind of know about Wilson's reputation, but just to refresh your memory, most recently was suspended in the second round of the playoffs for three games. That was for a hit that broke the jaw of Penguins forward Zach Aston Reese. Uh, elsewhere, longtime NHL forward Scott Hartnell calling it a career after 17 seasons. He was born in Regina, grew up in Lloydminster, Alberta, uh, drafted sixth overall in the year 2000 by Nashville. He played in 1,249 NHL games, scoring 327 goals, 707 points. That was with the Predators, Flyers, and Blue Jackets. Kings forward Dustin Brown out indefinitely with a broken finger. He suffered in their preseason finale against the Ducks on Saturday. He took a shot in the hand from teammate Anze Kopitar. And uh, this just coming out a couple minutes ago, Tori Krug, a Bruins defenseman, he's out with an ankle injury, and he's going to be reevaluated in three weeks. So that's a tough blow for them. Uh, shifting to the WHL, the Edmonton Oil Kings move to 5-0 and on the season, beating Swift Current 5-0 on home ice on Friday. And then uh, the Calgary Hitmen and their former head coach, Steve Hamilton, 6-3 on the road on Saturday. Boston Belois got the start in goal on Friday, newly acquired uh, Dylan Miskew, who's making an excellent impression on this team in goal. Uh, he moved to 3-0 and with Saturday's victory. Um, They're back in action this Wednesday on home ice against the Saskatoon Blades. And finally, University of Alberta Golden Bears kicked off their Canada West hockey season, splitting two weekend games with the Saskatchewan Huskies. They dropped Saturday's season opener 5-2, but rebounded last night to win 5-1. Uh, the team only dressed, dressed 16 skaters, 9 healthy forwards, the injury bug Fliner on that dressing room, and they're hoping that's going to change with a week off of league action. They are actually, though, headed down to Colorado for some non-conference play against the University of Denver Pioneers. Reed? Hey, thanks, Brendan. Great work. Yeah, Bears uh, badly beat up, distressed with uh, 10 forwards for those two games against the Huskies. Uh, I mentioned, uh, actually, I believe Jason Moss is having a media availability here at the top of the hour to talk about the dismissal of Corey McDermott, special teams coordinator. His assistant, Dave Jackson, will uh, take over for the rest of the season. Obviously, the Eskimos' uh, return game has been uh, poor for quite a while. Uh, I don't know if this is going to change a lot between now and the end of the season. They went out and traded for Martise Jackson, who has been okay. I mean, he's had a couple decent returns. He certainly has more burst than other guys they had returning the football. Uh, He's yet to have a really, really long return. I guess a couple medium-range type ones. But I'll tell you what, unless the offense starts sustaining drives or getting a couple first downs or doing anything, the, the Eskimos aren't going anywhere the rest of the season. Uh, they have let a lot of quarters and have slip away where they haven't done anything. I, I mean, they have been shut out or nearly shut out uh, a lot 
in the last seven games, most of those happening on the road, but now they had an absolute stinker on home field. I don't know if you saw that tweet that uh, Brian Desjardins, the, the, did you see the tweet the stat guy put out? No. Well, that was literally one of the worst offensive uh, performances in Eskimos history. Like, not just last year, five years, anything like that. Uh, I'm just double-checking the uh, timing here. Do you know why it was the worst, one of the worst offensive performances in history? Here is, this is the thir- just hang on here. This is the thirtieth time the Eskimos have scored three points or less in eleven hundred and seventy-six regular season games. Now, what was different about that game, other than the fact that I was on the sidelines learning to take over Brendan Ulrich's uh, sideline reporter role for Morley and Dave's broadcast? Well, so if that's how they play when you're on the sideline. We're going to get you removed. Yeah, that's, but it was, that's it kind was of just, my thought. It's just it's mind-boggling what's happened to the offense with some pretty good players. Now, m- maybe did we think the players are better than they are? Okay, fair enough. But Duke's leading the league in receiving. Riley is still Riley. Now, Riley didn't have a good game. He missed four or five throws. There were three or four drops. And then, you know, I think you got to wonder about the, 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 the play calling and the work of the offensive coordinator. I mean, I think Jason has to be looked at as well. He's doing both jobs this year. Uh, has that hurt? But they, they continually, I mean, it, it's one thing. I mean, ultimately, you have to score. Sure. But they're not even driving the ball and taking some time off the clock and getting the defense off the field. I thought the defense had a pretty good game. Uh, I mean, Winnipeg, the Eskimos actually outgained Winnipeg. So it wasn't like the Bombers were flying around making tons of plays. They were starting with a short field, starting in field goal range a lot of time. The Eskimos got some good pressure, got some sacks rushing four, and there's absolutely nothing from the offense. And if it doesn't turn around, they're not going to make the playoffs. And that thought had not entered my mind until watching that game on Saturday. It's no longer a one-off with the poor offensive performance. It's becoming the standard, and that's really scary. We'll take a quick break for the 1 o'clock news. Oilers Now on 630 Chet. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chet.